to a special Blend It Yourself episode of Brutal Battle. Yes, I'm actually doing this one alone. Uh, Rebecca would have been able to do this one with me, except she's actually not feeling well when this is ending up being recorded. So I'm not going to put her through that, not going to make her sit and drink a bunch of beers when she feels terrible, and also talk, because all that stuff just sucks when you don't feel well. Anyway, so this is a Blend It Yourself episode, but it's also kind of something different, because it in the past what we've done with Blend It Yourself is we would take two beers and we would blend them together and try and figure out like what the nice blend is to create a new beer that's even better. Now with this, they're still blending to a degree, but it's actually just adding ingredients to existing beers. And that is with tea. Uh, this is all about using tea bags that we have at my house and just going buck wild, trying things out and seeing what works. So I did a test run on one of the beers just to make sure that it's something that would actually come through. So one of the beers that's on here, I'm not actually going to taste that beer on its own first. The other three I will, but I remember what it tastes like, so I'll tell you guys about that before I tell you about um, the variation I've made of it with tea. Uh, so I also tasted that one, that tea variation, uh, just to make sure this was going to work. The other three, I've not tasted the beers themselves. I've not tasted the tea variation, so I'll go through those as normal. Um, so yeah. So basically what I did for each of these beers, I steeped a tea, one tea bag in each of these beers, 12 ounces of each of these beers to be clear, because some of their original ones, it's two 12-ounce cans and two 16-ounce cans. So for the 16-ounce ones, I poured it only 12 ounces into the glass, and I'm actually using just like beer pint glasses. So I poured in the 12 ounces, put one tea bag in each one of a different flavor that I thought would go well with it, let it steep for 45 minutes. Then at the end of those 45 minutes, I would I took a spoon and I kind of like pushed the tea bag all the way down to the bottom of the glass and let it rise up on its own. And I did that four times for each of them just to kind of release some extra flavor out of there. So before I get into this, it is important to note that some people are probably th thinking about it and being like, eh, well, tea, you know, it's probably going to really taste like the tea because, you know, it'll be earthy because of all the sticks and leaves and everything in there. But the thing is, it shouldn't really uh, because a lot of that comes from the releasing of tannins. And when you steep tea in hot water, that's what releases a lot of the tannins. When you steep tea in cold water or in this case, cold beer, that doesn't release much tannin and just releases the other flavors. So hopefully what I've captured with this is not much of any tannins that would probably make the beers kind of funky, but really just the flavors that were in there in the teas. Um, I used tea forte. So if any, I don't know if people are familiar with tea or not, it's not a cheap tea. It's kind of like a little pricey ish. It's not like crazy pricey. But they do have like these samplers, which is what I used, and there's usually um, like 10 teas in each, 10 or 12 teas, little tea bags in each, and it retails for about 20 bucks for each of those samplers of 10 to 12. So um, that's what I used, except for the one. One of them I used a very generic tea, but I'll tell you about that when I get to it. Um, another thing to say, kind of going back to the thing about steeping hot versus steeping cold, it's probably very much similar to doing, um, putting cold brewed coffee in beer versus putting hot brewed coffee into beer. When you do hot brewed coffee, it gets like this kind of 
rough acridity on the end of it. And when you do cold brew, you don't really get that. It's much more smooth and you get more of like the beautiful coffee flavors and not that acridity. Anyway, that said, let's go into it. And I'll tell you the, the beer and the tea for each of these. So we'll, we'll do this. All right. So the first beer is actually one that's been on the podcast before it was on our special episode that we did brewery showcase for Bissell Brothers Brewing out of um, Portland, Maine. Yes, Portland, Maine, specifically. Uh, and this is their kick, kick, excuse me, kick flip cream ale and is 5.5% alcohol. So I'm just going to drink some of the straight up cream ale to talk, talk a little bit about that. So the smell on the cream ale doesn't smell, doesn't have too much of an aroma to it at this point. It's just kind of a little corn in there, a little creaminess, a little hay. That's mainly it. Very refreshing, very clean smelling. I'm going and taste it. Oh, the look of it. Uh, it's pretty yellow, light orange tinge in there too. And it's really um, pretty hazy. Can't really see through it. Yep. Nice cream ale. A little bit of that corn, really smooth, creamy, slight hay note to it. It's actually almost a little bit vanilla-y, and I feel like I can taste a little bit of like a sweet malt grain flavor in there. Just a really nice, easy, flavorful cream ale. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Okay, so the tea I elected to put into this one, to steep with this one, is, okay, we'll see how this goes. It is kiwi lime ginger, and the description on what it's what that particular tea is supposed to give you is zesty citrus and comforting ginger for a sunny taste of the tropics. So I felt like that kind of flavor profile should work well in a lighter beer like a cream ale. So... Uh, the appearance is a little different, actually. Um, this, with the tea in it, is more orange in coloration. I mean, it's still, you know, the same level of cloudiness, but uh, it's more orange. Smell, ooh. I can definitely smell the ginger in there. And the lime. I can definitely get the ginger and the lime. I don't know if I can so much get the kiwi, because for me, kiwi is a very delicate smell. Plus, I've not smelled kiwi a whole lot, so I'm not sure if I'd be able to pick that out. But it definitely smells like there's been tea in it. I will say that. Here we go. Oh. I mean, it's good. Mmm. So there's definitely a good amount of the ginger coming through. And as I take each sip, it is kind of tasting a little bit like tea. It's like tea and ginger. It's almost actually coming off a little bit minty on the finish, which is really interesting to me. Hmm. It doesn't taste so much like the base beer anymore, though. It's kind of disguised. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing with with doing the steeping of the teas is that it, it ends up getting rid of a bunch of the carbonation. So if you really like to keep the carbonation in beer, maybe this isn't for you. I'm fine with a lot of carbonation leaving it. I'm good with that. 
Uh, I mean, there's still carbonation. It's still, you know, it's just not nearly as much. Hmm. Okay. So for me, it's good because it's, it tastes like a nice tea. Like I was saying, I'm like getting some of that lime. I'm definitely getting the ginger and it's making it a little bit minty on the finish. Um, so I like it, but I actually think I just like the base beer on its own better. It's not really recognizable as a beer with the tea in it, unfortunately. Um, but if you're a person who's not huge on beers, um, go for it. Uh, it's it's an alcoholic tea, basically, then. So that it, so it tastes great. All right, I'm going to move on to my next one. And this one, actually, this beer is what inspired me to do this. So it's another one that we've had on the show before, but it's been a while. Uh, this is by Union Brewing, uh, or Union Craft Brewing, out of Baltimore, Maryland. And it's their Goza called Old Pro. And it is, it's like 6%. Oh, I'm sorry, even lower, 4.2%. Nice. This is a very popular beer of theirs. So, excuse me, before I go into this beer, how I'm inspired by this to, to do this episode, this beer in particular is they have a series of variations of their Old Pro. They had one that they started with called Older Pro, where they'll take Old Pro, age it in wine barrels with some fruit. Then they started doing something called Tea Time, which is where they take their Old Pro and they would add herbal herbals and tea to it. So I was like, I feel like you can just do that at home then. So because that's where I got the idea, I figured it's only fitting that I use an old pro and see what I can do with it at home. Because I have had one of their old pro, or their tea times. It was like a raspberry lemon, I believe, and it was really awesome. So, old pro itself, very yellow, very clear, honestly. Although I'm, I think the portion that I'm looking at that's clear was from the top of the can. So, uh, a lot of the haziness was probably at the bottom, but... Yep, definitely a lot of lemony tartness on the nose. There's a little bit of kind of like a wheat smell in the finish, because it is a goza, that makes sense. It smells really clean. Slight naked Cheerio cereal note in there. It smells really nice. And as I keep sniffing, there's more of the wheat that starts com that's coming through more and that lemon kind of like mellows out a little bit. It smells really nice. Hmm. Yep. Get that quick lemon hit up front. Kind of punches you a little bit and then backs off with the lemony sourness. Yeah. That's really good. Definitely taste the wheat in there. Taste that little bit of that kind of naked Cheerio cereal note. Um, it's really smooth. It's really refreshing in the finish. It's not too sour. It's kind of like a medium-low sourness. Mmm. That beer's really good. I like that beer quite a bit. That's nice. Okay, so the tea that I decided to go with for this particular one was called Cherry Cosmo. And the tasting notes on this tea are bright pink and fun-loving with the taste of cherry and berries. So I don't know what other berries are in there. Obviously cherries in there. So I assume it's kind of supposed to be like a berry fruit salad in a sense. So the thing I noticed first is that the tea has totally changed the appearance of this beer. This beer is very like pinkish reddish looking. It's pretty hazy. Uh, I can see shapes through it, but pretty hazy otherwise. 
But that kind of like pinkish reddish coloration is pretty cool. Okay, when I smell it, I do smell some cherry. Yeah, it, it kind of, I still get that lemony tartness in the nose. And I get like a cherry and other undiscernible berries, basically. It smells good. The, um, the aroma is not as uh, pronounced as I thought it would be with the tea added to it. But it does kind of take a lot of the notes from the beer down in the nose. Like that, you know, I'm saying that lemony tartness is there. It's a lot less in the nose than it is just the beer. All right, going into taste. Yeah, that's good. Ooh, for some reason, I feel like it tastes more sour. And I wonder why that would be. Hmm. I can taste like a low-level cherry in there. Maybe something also like some, some like real low-level raspberry under the cherry. Still definitely get that lemon tartness, but it's actually, you know, kind of more of a tartness. It's more of like a sourness now. And a little bit of like a tea flavor. Just like an actual like earthy tea flavor in there. Hmm. So I feel like this really has maintained the integrity of the base beer and just added some extra flavors to it. So I think this one definitely does work at home. I mean, I assumed it would end up working because it worked for uh, Union in their brewery. So yeah, this is a good one. You know, the cream ale, like I said, it kind of like masks the base beer itself. So that's kind of a situation of, do you want the flavors of the tea and it's just like alcoholic tea or do you want to be able to taste the base beer? Because if so, doing like a cream ale with the tea is not a good idea, but this goza with the tea, definitely a good idea. I do like this. Hmm. That's good. It's just like tea and cherry and a little raspberry added to the beer. That's good. It's just building on what's there. I like that. That works. Mm-hmm. So people, if you can't go out and get any of the Union uh, Tea Time, you can get some Old Pro, if you're able to get your hands on Old Pro, and make your own Tea Time at home. So the third beer is the one that I tested with. And the reason I tested with it is because it's not a beer I particularly like on its own. And I was like, you know, maybe something can kick this up. So, we've had a beer from this brewery on before, and it's been kind of recently, and that beer we really liked. This one we really don't. So this is by Mother Earth Brew, and they're out of California. Let me see specifically. Oh yeah, these are the guys that are out of Vista, California, as well as Nampa, Idaho. And this is their Syntax, and it is an Imperial Peanut Butter Stout, and it is 8.1% alcohol. I'm not doing the tasting on this, I can tell you what it tastes like because I tasted a little bit before I did the steeping. Um, so it is a very low bodied Imperial stout. It's actually a little bit tin. It has a little bit of like tin flavor in it, a little metallic. I really can't get much of any of the peanut butter, but you get a little bit of chocolate. Um, just a very unimpressive stout, especially for being Imperial. The only good thing about this beer really is that it, um, 
I don't think it tastes like 8.1%. I think it, the alcohol is masked relatively well, but it's just not that great of a beer, to be honest. I'm not big on it. It's not offensive of a beer, but when you say Imperial Peanut Butter Stout on there, I taste like no peanut butter. Let me make sure this isn't super old. Uh, no, it's not. So, yeah. So, anyway, not big on that. But what did I do with this? This is the one where I used a very common tea, actually sub-common tea in a sense. It was like a super generic, like, grocery brand peppermint tea. So this is a very easy one for people to pick up. Uh, and I figured, well, it's like, it's a stout. It's got a good, hefty, malty base. Um, I should be able to just get a little bit of peppermint added to that. So what does it smell like? It smells like chocolate and peppermint. It actually smells quite freaking good. Yeah, that's pretty much all I get. It's like chocolate and peppermint, and that's it. Go in and taste it. Yeah. There is a good amount of peppermint backed up by chocolate, and it's playing like a milk chocolate right behind all the peppermint flavor. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, and there's a decent peppermint in there. I would say for people who just want a kiss of peppermint. For something like this, you probably do 20 to 30 minutes steeping instead of the 45 minutes that I did, but I'm good with this. It's a, it's a nice, like, medium to medium high level of peppermint in there, and I like peppermint, so that works for me, especially the combo of, like, peppermint and chocolate. Really nice. And actually, Mark Zervis, I know you've been uh, a big fan of mint stouts and peppermint stouts. So this might be your way to do it. Just get a stout that you want to enhance, put some peppermint tea in it, and you can make your own. This makes the beer better. This 100% makes the beer better. So I had talked to Rebecca and had said that uh, initially we, we had gotten a six pack of the Syntax. We got it through craftbeerkings.com because um, they don't distribute to Maryland. But we were talking about it and we were like, we don't really like this beer that much. So we were going to take the remaining cans and give them to my mother for like cooking and baking. And then when I tried this, I was like, you know what? Maybe we're just going to keep that now and I'm just going to put peppermint tea in the rest of them because it tastes really good. And what's funny is that it gives this beer more body. I think the tea somehow bolsters the body that it was missing and it makes it more of an imperial stout. It's really nice. And it, it enhances the chocolate flavor. It adds a really nice peppermint. And it increases the body significantly. And I really like it. This one is a big winner. It took a beer that I did not like at all. And now I quite like it. Um, so that brings up another thing, which is, much like I'm doing, uh, you can do this for beers that you would otherwise not want to drink. You know, if you had, a, you know, you ended up buying a six pack of something just on a whim and you try the first one and you're like, I don't really like this. This is not working for me. Well, just figure out what tea you might think would be good in it and do that. Then you fixed it. Um, the other thing is it would be great for those IPAs that people forget about. You know, every now and then I've been much better about this recently, but every now and then I'll have that issue where. I've had an IPA sitting in the fridge or I've had an IPA sitting in the cellar and I just forget about it. And then I come across it and I'm like, oh man, this is like six, six months old or more. And I'm like, I'm not going to drink this. You're not going to taste any hop character in there. So what do you do? You can put tea in that thing. 
Just think about what it's going to taste like without all the hop character. Most likely it's just going to be malty um, and just put something on top of that with the tea and there you go. You fix it. You don't have to drain pour it. You don't have to give it to someone else. You can drink that beer. Hmm. Yeah. The syntax with the peppermint tea is quite good. That, that I love. Mm. Okay, going to the last one. So the last one, this is the other one that's in a 16-ounce can. The kickflip was in a 16-ouncer. So this is by The Brewery, and it's their beer called Bakery. Uh, it's their coconut macaroon version of Bakery. It's an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with coconut and natural vanilla flavor added. Uh, ABV is 13%. So this is a high one. And breweries out of Placentia, California, which is in Orange County. All right. So it looks like an Imperial Stout. It's very thick. Can't see through it. It's very dark. When I swirl the glass, it definitely has legs on the side. It's like very slowly coming back down. Smell. I get a lot of bourbon in the nose. I get a little bit of woodiness in there. I've had this beer before. And I never really perceived the coconut, especially not on the nose. A little bit of vanilla in there. But it smells like dark chocolate, slight vanilla, plenty of bourbon, and a little bit of caramel to go along with that bourboniness, and like an oak. So it smells good. Going in. Yeah. So. Oh. Actually, I feel like I do perceive a little bit of coconut at the moment, maybe because it's been sitting out for a little bit, so it's kind of warmed up. It's very, very, very slight. It's like barely there, though, so you really got to reach for it. But I definitely get a little bit of vanilla. I get a lot of a nice sweet bourbon character. Uh, that oakiness is in there. Lots of dark chocolate. It just tastes like a very nice bourbon barrel-aged imperial style. Hmm. It's good. It's really smooth, too. You wouldn't really know it's 13%. And this is pretty warmed up, and that's when you're most likely going to perceive the alcohol. So that's a feat in itself. Actually, I do feel like I'm getting the, the coconut a little bit more as I keep going. Hmm. Maybe I've been drinking this beer too cold in the past. I know. Okay. So what did I decide to do with this beer? Well, it's a very dark beer. It has a lot of flavors going on already. So I wanted to do something that I felt like would really stand up to it. So I went with a ginger snap tea. And it is a, uh, the description on that is a bold black tea infused with orange, baking spices, and notes of vanilla. So part of my hope with that is get the spice flavors in here, but also bolster the vanilla that's already in there with those vanilla notes, supposedly. I haven't had the tea before, so I don't know. All right, so there's no differentiation in how it looks, as most people would probably assume. I'm going to smell it. Definitely smell the spices. It just smells like a mishmash of baking spices in there. Cinnamon, for sure. Maybe like an allspice coming through as well. And tea. I'd actually, I'd actually definitely really smell a distinct, like, black tea smell. It's very, like, earthy. It smells good. I do get the vanilla when I keep sniffing it. 
the bourbon is still peeking through a little bit too, and it's coming off as like more caramelly than anything. It smells pretty good. I'm going in. Whoa. Woo! <laughs> so, a lot of spices coming through, actually. Mm. For someone like me, I'm not super huge on spicing and beer. So, I'd probably back this down to 20 to 30 minutes for the steeping time. Um, because the spicing is a little bit much at the moment for me. And it's actually killing a lot of the other flavors. Yeah. So it's really mainly tasting like cinnamon, like that allspice, a little bit of vanilla peeking through, a little bit of bourbon peeking through, a little bit of um, dark chocolate on the finish. But the spicing is just a little too strong for me personally. Yeah, I'd definitely take that down. Uh, 20 to 30 minutes steeping on that, and I have a feeling that it would be very nice because it'd be less of an aggressive spice in there, and it'd be more of kind of like a medium to medium-low spicing that I feel like the rest of the beer could definitely handle. So, okay. But that could definitely work, uh, especially if there are people out there who like those types of spices, like a ginger snap type spicing, and they think that would be really nice with a with an imperial stout, or in this case, a bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout. Okay, so um, that was it. That was the four. So I'm going to go over and do my kind of wrap-up. Um, as far as the beers themselves, doing my ranking on those, <clears throat> that's a hard one. That's actually hard. I mean, I'm sure people are already saying in their minds, well, I know he's going to make the, the Mother Earth Brew Syntax Imperial Peanut Butter Stout the number four. That is accurate. Um, I think after... Uh, this is hard. Um, I think I'm going to go... I'm going to try a few of these again. Kickflip's really tasty. Bakery. It's really tasting nice. Mm. Pro's really tasting nice. God, this is so... In my mind, it's kind of like a toss-up with the top three for number one. But at the moment... I'm going to go ahead and say the bakery number one, the old pro number two, the kickflip number three, and then obviously that syntax number four. So um, now let's talk about overall wrap up of these infusions, like what worked. To recap, the the cream, the kickflip cream ale with the lime ginger, the kiwi lime ginger. Um, I don't really get much of the actual beer anymore, so if you're looking just for alcoholic tea, that can work for you. Didn't really work for me. The Old Pro worked really well with the Cherry Cosmo one. It was like cherry and other berries added in there. That was really nice because it kept the integrity of the Goza itself and just kind of added some extra berry flavors, which is really nice. That one was great. The Actually, the, the um, Syntax Imperial Peanut Butter Stout with the peppermint tea added to it, I think was my favorite 
of all of these, honestly, because it, especially because it took a beer that I wasn't into, wasn't excited about. It bolstered the body really well. It added a really nice new flavor in the peppermint to it. And I felt that like that also like increased the chocolatiness of it and made it a little bit sweeter, which I was looking for in that. So that was awesome. That worked really well. Highly recommend that one. And then the bakery, um, we just covered uh, a little too strong for me, but I do think that if you back off the amount of steeping with a spiced beer like that, or a spiced tea like that, then it's going to be more of a kiss of those spices, and that'll go really well in that bourbon barrel aged imperial stout with coconut and vanilla. So, in summation, pretty good actually. Uh, I would really encourage people to, you know, be kind of a mad scientist, go out there. Try this with beers. What what tea do you have sitting around? What tea can you just get and uh, experiment on beers with? Uh, and what beers do you just have sitting around that you're like, I don't really like that, or that one's too old? Pop it open. Get it out. Steep that tea in there and see what happens. And if you would be interested in it, if you do it, let me know how it turns out. Email me at BrutalBattlePodcast at gmail.com because I want to know what beers you use, what tea you use, the combinations, and how it went. Even if it went poorly, you can say, hey, I did this one, it sucked, I did this one, it was awesome, whatever. Just let me know. Anyway, thank you everyone for checking this out. I really do appreciate it. Um, If you could real quick go and give um, some ratings and reviews on iTunes if you use iTunes. Uh, If you don't, whatever podcatcher you use for uh listening to this if you can rate and give reviews please do that really appreciate it but also the big thing is word of mouth people if you could just say hey i'm listening to this really cool beer podcast check it out that goes a long way i really would like to uh to grow a little bit more and also i'd like to hear from you guys so just drop me a line here and there tell me what you're into with beer whatever brutal battle podcast gmail.com Thank you so much, everyone, and until next time, keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 